Hello, hello. Welcome back to the life-changing power of sexual healing. I am Anahita Jr., your host, and this is your opportunity to move beyond your past and really create the life that you want. And I'm so excited today to be sitting here with my new fr friend, Ayal from Intimate Power. Ayal is an empowerment coach, author, and speaker, recognized as an international authority on sexuality and female orgasm. He helps creative and holistic professionals to unleash their sexual energy and harness it to express their creative gifts, helps other, help others and make money. And uh, this is exciting. Ayal's best-selling book, um, Orgasm Unleashed, Your Guide to Pleasure, Healing, and Power, was endorsed by leading female sexual educators, and described as, there it is, the best female orgasm book that they've read. Um, so I actually haven't read this book, but I'm, I'm so keen to read it and excited to read it. Welcome, welcome. So happy to have you with us. Thank you very much, Anahita, and thank you for the, for the intro as well. Yeah, you got it. I'm so <clears throat> glad you're here. Um, you know, we were chatting a little bit before we started. I know um, you've, you've been doing this work for a long time and, and you've seen you've seen the gamut. And we were talking about really the power of connecting with the stories, with the stories of healing, because I think so often, especially, I think for men and women, but I work primarily with women, so I know our audience is primarily female, this feeling of like, oh, I'm alone in this, when there is something that feels, um, that is sort of by society deemed as a dysfunction, or something that is that you know we're, we're all taught like be orgasmic be this be that or or be ashamed and don't be orgasmic you know yeah. either way um so i'm really excited to hear a little bit about how you came to to choose this as your path of service and that calling i think the other thing we were talking about was just how like we're both from the middle east originally and so we're sitting here and having this this important conversation mm -hmm. um how you got here and then and then some of the stories of of success and triumph and the journey and what that journey looks like and all the like bumps and openings along the way. Cool. So I um, just want to talk a little bit about myself, you know, and because uh, there's, you know, articles and whatever and stuff in the book. So basically I was both interested in sexuality and also a very kind of some, some ways like geek kid. I'm, I'm still a geek, you know, I'm just a sex geek now. Um, so I was playing with my um, next door neighbor and found her clit when I was six. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know it was her clit, you know, but right. looking back, I realized, and then obviously we found out. And, <clears throat> and then I was, always, I was always interested in women and many times it was kind of like healing and therapeutic. So I was hanging out with this group of people and I reached out to this woman and I said, did anything bad ever happen to you because no, and she said, how do you know? Nobody in the world knows. Like two people in the world know. How old were you at this point? Uh, 17. Okay. You know, so I, I picked up on, on energy or whatever, body language cues and whatever. And, and uh, yeah, she confided in me. So I was, I was, I also watched, um, well, witnessed a rape scene when I was, when I was quite young, when I was, uh, what was it, 13 or something like that. And that um, was traumatic at the time, okay? And uh, it was in the movie, but it felt really, really, um, really real when I watched yeah. it, you know, because the mind, you know, inside doesn't know that, that it's, a, it's a movie. Right. So, so kind of like I, I went on my path there because I said, I never want to be like, like one of those men. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. and, and also in some ways I became a healer, but also I um, suppressed a lot of my sexuality and masculinity for years mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be like one of those men. Yeah. You know, so I yeah. Made a shy man. And, and many years later, I started to become more sexually active and I discovered uh, a tantra school and went to a tantra workshop and it really changed my life because it gave me the theory and also the practices to start going on this path and I started doing what was then called yoni massage or vaginal massage mm-hmm. to every lover I was with and I like to say I don't have any any major you know academic certificates I just have a lot of experience mm-hmm. so so yeah that's like honestly it's like it's very important for a person who does this work to have sexual experience yeah and I didn't just learn it from books so yeah, I gave a yoni massage uh, to all of my all of my lovers, and um, I was seeing results from the first moment that I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And also, I remember this Japanese woman that I was with uh, back in uh, Thailand, in, in a tropical island in Thailand, and she had pain in her vagina, and, and she said, "Yes, you can. Please, you can keep massaging me and stuff." And then suddenly she broke down and cried. And this was a woman who was, you know, very confident and sexual and stuff and, and quite orgasmic and loved sex. And, and suddenly she had this pain and she was crying. Mm-hmm. And the next day, instead of having pain, she had pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, years later, the, the path chose me. Right. So we, women started to tell me, it's like, you should do this as a, as a service. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, me, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready. I'm not like my, my teacher. I need a certificate. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends said, you're already doing it. So just acknowledge it and just do it. Right. Uh, and my first client came to me, not because she heard from somebody else, but because she, she just thought who would be the best person in the community to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's for me, like, like a sign from the universe that, that, when you say yes to the universe and you're actually ready, right? the universe says yes to you. And uh, that woman ended up being Leila Martin that some yeah. of the listeners might know. And she was, she was actually my first client. So wow. interesting. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What I love and what's interesting is um, I've definitely heard this before with men who are really devoted to this path and who really like committed to not becoming one of those men. And then the repression of, of the masculine and like the sexuality for a while until they could figure out how to really hold that in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And then what an incredible, just what an incredible honoring and recognition of who you are and your spirit for someone in the community to say, like, I, I would go to that person. That's, that's safe for me. Yeah. So I think that's, that's beautiful confirmation. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm curious if you could share with us a couple of stories, like different ages and different, we were specifically talking one about like a woman who hasn't been able to have an orgasm since that's also like the name of your book is, is, you know, is about the orgasm. Um, there it is, you guys. It's an actual book. It's not a 20 page PDF. It's an actual. It's an a physical actual. written work of hard, hard love and labor. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, I know, I know women who've, who've definitely been working through that and um, would love to hear the journey to full healing and empowerment. Yeah. So, so there's, we, we kind of like talked briefly about one story and I actually think about another story, which is kind of like more subtle, but, but more deep. So I believe in the power of the subtle as one of my teachers uh, uh, calls it. 
So I was doing a workshop in Melbourne. Um, I lived in Melbourne for a while, Melbourne, Australia. And after one of the exercises, when, you know, breathing and making sounds and stuff, one, one of the participants, a woman, told me, I always thought I was not orgasmic. Now I understand I always have been. Mm. So just from doing an exercise in a workshop, fully clothed, not touching genitals or anything like that, she had a realization. So for me, maybe because I'm a man, you know, so it's like, it's more rational and stuff. It actually uses the mind in order to go into the body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the realization that orgasm is not that short, sharp peak of the explosive orgasm or the clitoral orgasm that, that some women experience. By the way, I love the clit. There's no problem with the clit. It's just knowing how to use your body and how to connect to your body just mm-hmm. don't don't uh uh what's the word accuse me of being like a woman you know female hater whatever it's like so yeah the clit is great but women are used to that explosion right and they're not they're not aware that there's there's much deeper in a whole body and a, and a round experience rather than a very sharp experience mm-hmm. um so that's one thing. And, I, and then I was working with a 62-year-old uh, woman, a Dutch woman, who was a healer and, you know, so quite, you know, in the, in the scene and in some ways connected to energies and spirits and this and that. And when we started, she couldn't even talk about this part of her body. She would say down there and she would say, my, you know, and this is what I, what I find with many, many people that they're not able to say the words yeah. or they would say very, very uh, official words, you know, so for example, vagina is one word, you know, but when a woman says pussy, that's, that has a different energy. <clears throat> you know, so I help people connect to the, you know, a little bit of NLP to the, to the different energies of sexuality and, and their bodies. The ownership of it, yeah. Um, so the 62-year-old woman, like, do you, did she have trauma or was it, because I know sometimes there are women who have never even had any trauma that can experience orgasm, but what, exactly. was, her, what was her journey? And that's, that's why some women, you know, come to me and says, oh, I don't know, I never had trauma, I know I should be okay. So she never had trauma, she just had disconnection from her sexuality. Right. And was there, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep interrupting you because I really want to, I want to paint the picture. Um, what was like, do you know, like what, what was the programming? Like, did she grow up religious? Like what, yeah, what so, did that disconnection? So 60, 60 something, you know, 62 year old woman. And that was like already a few years ago. Uh, so she, you know, she can say she was born, I don't know, 65, 70 years ago. Um, grew up in the Netherlands that back then was a little bit more old fashioned and, you know, probably like Christian, I think here's like Lutheran, uh, background and the whole, you know, society telling that. And, and also I see it a lot in the spiritual. So she's kind of like spiritual healer, new mm-hmm, age thing mm-hmm. that is actually a disconnection from sexuality. So there's yeah. spirituality and sexuality are, are, are disconnected. So okay. she didn't self-pleasure. She didn't have sex. She, she didn't have sex for, I don't know, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and this is a woman that i didn't even have any body work session any touch i've never met her in person we just walked over skype mm-hmm. so i got her first of all a little bit of mentality shifts within the sessions talking about things and also i got her to do the one practice that i you know teach preach suggest everybody to do which is self-pleasuring without explosive orgasms with right. internal stimulation mm-hmm. And she's done that. <clears throat> and she became so orgasmic within a few weeks of practice that she couldn't sleep at night. 
<laughs> this is what I call orgasmic in a, in a good way. Couldn't sleep right. anymore because right. she wasn't. So part of it is she was all, she was um, she was masturbating a lot. And by the way, in the beginning, she couldn't stand the idea of putting a dildo inside her, her vagina. It mm-hmm. was like no, that's like sick and dirty and whatever. And afterwards, she was loving it so much that she couldn't stop. And then even when she wasn't masturbating, she was just she was just orgasming all the time. And then she started dating men and also dating like younger men and started having sex. And she, she started telling those men that she's masturbating with carrots and cucumbers and dildos. <laughs> you know, so, so. This oh is, my goodness, that's, and, a, that's a win. And, and how this is ties, and, and I know this, you are very passionate about the connection between sexuality and creativity and business. So this is a woman that, that after a while also raised her rates because she gathered enough energy and enough confidence, enough courage, courage to say, I'm worth it. Because mm-hmm. before that, she was, <clears throat> she was walking kind of like hand to mouth mm-hmm. and couldn't take a vacation more than a week. So I helped to change some, you know, wealth, abundance, mindset things. Yeah. And she started making more money and having sex and going on vacations and her work became deeper. So all of this is, all of this is one. It's not like sexuality there and the career there. So yeah. It's, it's incredible. Uh, it, it's just such an incredible resource and source for power. Like that, you know, all that, like actually being able to be here and own the space. And um, yeah, it's so funny. Sometimes when I have the conversations with people that, you know, they think they, it's just about one thing and it's like, nope, it's not about that. Like you're not, you're not here. You're not in your body. Like it's cut off, you know, cut off at the hips down. So yeah. how are you going to get that thing that you want? Um, yeah, and you know what, if I can relate to that, um, women sometimes come and tell me, it's like, all of my life is great. I only have a problem with my sexuality. After talking with five minutes, we realized that they are stuck in many areas in their life and it's all related to their sexuality. So sexuality is not the most important thing in life, but if there's problem in, in it, if issues in it, it is the most important thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can do whatever, business coaching and, you know, personal development and go to Tony Robbins, who, I'm, who I love, you know, but if you're not dealing with that and if you have issues with that, that's yeah. going to show up. And by the way, it's not just about money. It's about health. Yeah. Like, like you know, the rates of cancer, I mean, sorry to, you know, bring, you know, that into the nice, fun conversation, but, you know, let's be real. Yeah. Why do women have so much breast cancer followed by cervical cancer? Mm -hmm. Why do men have predominantly, um, what's prostate cancer? Prostate, yeah. You know, those areas, okay, there's, whenever there's, there's repression, Mm -hmm. there will be disease. Yeah, 100%. And there's so much life-giving force in in the eroticism and the ownership of our sexuality. I mean, you know, you know, I'm excited. You're excited. We could go there. Um, (laughs) You know, there's something that you said that I kind of want to talk about. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, You were talking about like the sharp, the sharpness of the clitoral orgasm and then like what's really available. And it's so interesting. I was working, I was working with a woman, this is, I don't know, a few months ago. And she, you know, sometimes women who've been traumatized are hypersexualized then like throughout their lives, right? And so it's like constant, like constant masturbation, constant, right? And it's so funny because I was telling her about what's available, which was we were we were in a ceremonial setting and I was sharing with her about like a full body orgasm, like what's, you know, what's available. And she just kept saying, I know, but I knew that she doesn't know because I could read her body. And, you know, she's telling me that she was on a plane, like masturbating under the blanket on the way to our meeting, <laughs> but it, but who she is, is, it, I mean, the experience was not, was not anywhere beyond the clitoris, you know, that that's all that it was. So I kind of, 
want you a to just whatever response comes naturally to that but now i feel like it would be good to if you've worked with anyone who has been hypersexualized and then like come but only had like a limited experience of pleasure like really then to have like a more of a connected divine um experience yeah i'm, I'm very happy that you said this because it's like i can listen to a woman and know what kind of experience that she's, she's having Mm -hmm. okay. And I hear this from a lot of women. It's like, oh, I'm very sexual and I have really great orgasms. You know, I can orgasm like five, five or 10 times in a row. And I'm thinking like, probably clitoral. Right. And there's also a pushing rather than allowing in those women. Yeah. Okay. And also they have a technique to orgasm. So, so there will be like really sharp and strong breath. There will be a lot of contraction in the body. So many women, it's like as girls, even, you know, they can cross their legs, you know, for a few minutes and they'll orgasm for right. contraction. Right. So instead I'm getting those women sometimes to relax and the relaxing is so difficult to them mm -hmm. because they're yeah. so used, used to doing orgasm, to doing pleasure, to doing. Right. right. So what I would suggest to anybody who's listening, um, practice self-pleasuring. And really feel the energy and try to relax, relax into the energy while letting your body keep going, which is sometimes a little bit of a head fuck for people because yeah. they're either doing or totally in relaxation, which is actually disconnection. Right. Some right. people tell me, oh, I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed. The hands are there, which means they're sending the energy and the awareness away from their body and they're like totally not there anymore. Well, you know, that's what I love actually, as you say that about oming, because that's like, you know, that's, that's like one of the practices where I feel like women get to experience that, where it's like, keep relaxing, keep relaxing. What do you, what do you feel about like the, the hyper clitoral scratching, like focus there? Um, Mike, see, I only, I only practice this with my husband. So I know like I have friends who go to the meetings and whatever, but um, my experience has just been like that. As I, long as I continue to relax, it's, it's uh it's not, it's not, um, I don't always want it. I'll just say that there's times where I'm like, let's do this. And then I'm like, no, I don't want this. And then there's times where, you know, it's, it's a powerful experience, but I feel like that having that length of time, having not having, if the woman can let herself not try to get anywhere, um, there, there's some, there's like a breakthrough available and more, even, even if it's, clitoral but it, it's deeper still my experience is that it's deeper still and it's more expansive you're not an example for anything Anahita, okay so it's like <laughs> sometimes you know some women tell me yeah i can receive tons of clitoral stimulation and you know i have like whole body orgasm and I said yes i teach this in the book you know in the right, right right there's right. no problem with that but what i would suggest is that you know home is better than nothing but it's like why not take that finger and instead of flicking it on the clit putting it inside yeah and not moving it Right, right. Because so many people, and again, I'm getting like walked out a bit here. So many people are used, programmed, yeah. brainwashed to have pleasure from friction and from intensity. Yeah, yeah. And instead, allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to fucking feel yeah. what's already in there. So yes, there might, there might be like some small movements that you know, your partner can be doing inside, inside your vagina, but it will be so much powerful if somebody will do it on your G-spot on your A spot, yeah. on your cervix, on, you know, it's like small movements are just keeping it there. And that's yeah. what I would, I would suggest to anybody who's ever done oming. Yeah. Do that. And, and for crying out loud, look at the woman's face 
<laughs> that thing is like with the with the face away from the wall. Like what? It's like, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's that's also a difference if you're doing it with an intimate partner than going to you know because then you kind of get to make up your own like we do our own yeah. thing. But what's what's interesting as you were saying that I just had an awareness. Um, some women who've had trauma, like so, there's like the ones that go hypersexual, and then there's the ones that completely disconnect. So mostly, and, yeah, that's yeah. So so it's like um, you were saying, like oh, like why not put the finger inside? And actually, as soon as you said that, I was like, because I don't think as many people would go. I feel like yeah. to, for a lot of women, it's like inside, like, you know, that it's like, if you're not a healer, I'm not going like specifically to a he like, you know, yeah. I feel like that is almost. Yeah, like but, but in some ways, come on, clitoral stimulation and, you know, finger inside are very, very, you know, close, you know, so it's still, it's not somebody giving you a, a, a back rub. <laughs> so, so you know it's like i have a lot of yeah. respect for nicole for making this a worldwide phenomenon and, yeah. and so on i'm saying let's let's make it deeper mm -hmm. like, like literally deeper and for women with their partners with their friends with their girlfriends you know it's like women who are a little bit more open to this they can do that mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. with male friends that they feel that they can that they yeah. can do this it's like go into the sensation and the feeling rather than the friction and yeah. connect yeah you know? so that's that's some things that I'm really, really passionate about because I see a lot of, I see a lot of pushing in the tantra and sexuality world. Yeah. Okay. I see a lot of intensity and people going into cathartic experiences and that's, that's okay. And I've done it as well, you know, but it's like, try to get there through softness and relaxation rather than pushing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I would, uh, I think the world could use more of that. Um, the, the women could use more of that. And what I actually love that you said was kind of about the connection and how, you know, your website is intimate power. So I kind of want to actually shift into a little bit of what's available through intimacy that may, you know, that there's one thing to feel like we're doing like, Oh, she's self-pleasuring. She's doing all this stuff by, by herself. And then there is a healing that's also available. That's unique for being in relationship and being in intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, so if there is like a, again, like a story and a journey of someone, whether it's like a couple or someone who then shifted into relationship, because I know most of my healing has happened in relationship. Um, and I've been fortunate to have really amazing lovers and humans and souls. So I uh, would love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. um, like which, which of the stories are? Very relevant. <laughs> um, I worked with a an an escort, okay, that mm -hmm. was having a lot of sex, you know, yeah. but it just wasn't sex that was really, you know, honoring her. Right. And also, she had some orgasmic issues, you know, so so she was faking it very well, but you know, and she couldn't she couldn't find a partner, and she had limiting beliefs about about that, you know, like nobody would want me because I've I've I'm doing this. Right. Um, so we did, you know, actually hands-on sexual healing. Um, and she became actually orgasmic, not faking, fakishly orgasmic. Okay. And she became, you know, deeply, massively, amazingly orgasmic. And afterwards, she believed in herself enough to, first of all, leave her agency. Which, which, by the way, for, for I guess the majority of the women listening to this are not escorts, but right. it translates to 
going from being an employee to being a business owner. Right, right. Going from being a self-employed to actually having a business and, and employing other people. So it's a, the sexual shift got into a mental shift. Yeah. Then she attracted one of the most amazing men that I've ever met. It's like, um, and and I, and I can actually say, like, her name is Alejandra Nicolazzo. And I'm saying this because she gave me permission to use her name and to, to, to mention it, you know. Cause, and she became, she left actually the industry after a while. So first of all, she left her agency which meant she was making twice more without having the agency tell her what right. to do. Mm-hmm. And then she left, you know, the escorting world and became a sexual uh, educator, leader. She's part of the Dancing Eros um, phenomena, you know, in Australia. Mm-hmm. And she's in a very, very beautiful, very conscious relationship. And this is a woman who was actually not that sexual, not orgasmic, and couldn't connect with any men. So this work is literally life-changing. It's not just about having a one-hour orgasm. And by the way, one to one-hour orgasm, you can have it. Yeah. It's really about living the life that you want to live, attracting the people, and also friends, by the way. She was also disconnected from, from people, and she didn't have like these deep friendships. And then she attracted very, very deep female, female friends. Yes, you want so, to? So I, I want to kind of connect to her, more of her story a little bit. Like, did, had she had trauma when she was younger? Did that lead her into the escort? I, I either don't remember or can't say. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and what was like? What was the, so like? I know you're saying like we had we did some hands-on work, but I also want to like know a little bit more about the specifics of, you know, I'm an escort. It's not connecting. There's not really pleasure to. I'm super orgasmic, intimate, empowered, like all these things. A little yeah. bit more of her journey, like what she had to face, what she had to overcome um, yeah. within herself to keep <clears throat> going down the road because there are times where it's like, oh. Yeah, let's talk about another woman, you know, so I'm, I'm not uh, <clears throat> sharing too much, uh, too many details of, um, okay. of, uh, of that. Um, I can give an example, another woman that uh, only read one of my articles that later, you know, went into the book. So this is, was a woman who was a mother of three or four from the Bible Belt in the States. Okay, hyper-Christian, very old-fashioned, very traditional. And by, by practicing self-pleasuring, she actually had the first and most amazing orgasms in her life and G-spot orgasm and female ejaculation for hours. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm giving this example because women sometimes, people sometimes, and in this case women, Think about the savior, you know, the guy in, on, the, on the white horse. Mm. So yes, I'm doing this work and I'm doing, you know, private sessions and whatever. But my message is, don't come to me. Read the effing book. Read the book. And, <clears throat> and practice, because seriously, the one practice that has transformed the life of, of so many women that I worked with and heard mm-hmm. from is, first of all, connecting to your body, connecting to your sexuality, being the best lover for yourself, that you want in the same way that you want to attract from somebody else. So I had this Australian woman come to me once and she said, help me. I want to find a partner. You know, we will start working together. I said, okay, now don't have sex for two or three months with anyone. And she was like, ah, what do you mean? I, I hired you because I want to find someone. I said, exactly. You need to connect. with right, yourself right. mm-hmm. um, And it's not just a self-pleasuring as in, you know, put the dildo inside. It's a, it's an attitude for life. It's an attitude of self-love. It's an attitude of orgasmicness. It's an attitude of sexuality, which is expressed everywhere. So for example, <clears throat> I helped this woman change her clothes. 
Because mm-hmm. you know, I said, are the clothes that you're wearing actually, and I know that you are, I, you know, I've checked you out as well. You know, it's like, yeah. And beauty is so important. By the way, for me as a man, you know, I'm wearing like designer stuff on Ibiza. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, can you connect to your beauty and yeah. stuff which really feels nice with your body? Mm-hmm. And self-pleasuring for every day for at least 30 minutes, which means, you know, 45 to 60 minutes, um, avoiding those clitoral orgasms, which is exactly like ejaculation for men. Um, being kind with yourself. One of the things that might come up for many women is that they would have a resistance, first of all, of doing the practice to begin with, because there's always something else which is more important. Right. <clears throat> and then women come to me and they say, it's like, I have the dildo and it's like, I'm starting to do it. And then I, then I stop and I can't do this. Mm. You know? So this is why this practice is much deeper than, you know, clitoral stimulation or whatever, yeah. because because you have to actually penetrate yourself when you're ready. Yeah. So, so, and again, it's like, in some ways, it's like, I can be on an interview for five minutes and say this and be like, we can be done. Right, I right. Have, I have more to say, obviously, about sexual healing and sexual empowerment and all of that stuff. But really, my big message is that so many women can do so much stuff for themselves. And those who can't, or those who want like extra amazing different experiences can come for two people like you and me. Yeah. You know, but don't stop yourself because you don't, you can't, you know, see me here in Amsterdam or whatever. Okay, really do the practice. And, and, and seriously, it's like, I want to say it like, I want to like just say it like 10 more times, but I'll. I'll... <laughs> well, just listen to this 10 more times. If you're watching, <laughs> listen to this 10 more times, just so it's driven home, get the book. It's, I mean, I love everything that you're saying because self-pleasuring is such a big part of what I, what I preach as well. And you know, like in terms of coming back into that connection and like without a goal, just, you know, I mean, the things I was just saying to a client who was just here from out of town, she just, she just kept saying, really? Oh my God. And this is a woman who's been running businesses and like pushing and the main provider for her family. And now it's like, what do you mean? Like, there's no goal. I'm just supposed to like do this for myself for this period of time. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they come back to me after like a week and say, listen, it's not working. I'm not orgasming. And I'm like, <laughs> who said that you're supposed to orgasm? This is right. not a test. There's, there's, right. no, there's no KPI, you know? It's like key performance, key performance indicator of this practice. Yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, it's not just, you know, business women. It's the world, you know, femininity is really missing in the world. And also, and also mature masculinity is also missing in the world. Mm. You know, so, so women have this, you know, pushing pushing mentality and it translates to everything. I'm a dancer. So I dance with women and so many women have tension in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, relax. Right. You know, just let your, let, your, let your body be relaxed. And then they're like, <clears throat> it's like they know what I'm, it's like they think that they know what I'm trying to do. So they would, you know, turn before I turn them or they would move before I move them because they know. Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I just, um, yeah. So, it makes me sad, you know? That's what I'm saying. It like, makes me sad. So, so I'm like, well, here's the thing, though. Like, if, if for someone who's watching and, like, you're saying this, if you have a partner, I feel like when you say, like, oh, the femininity is missing and the mature masculinity, there's such an opportunity for us to give to each other what it is that we really want. You know, it's like I was just talking to a woman whose, like, husband won't really hold her. He's not a toucher. And so she's all you know, we were together and she just kept on whining and unwinding and she just was like sprawled around like a kitty cat and crawling around. And, and it's like, you're saying like, relax. And so I'm saying to anyone who's watching, like, if there's a partner, they can support you to relax. Like they can, 
there is that piece of having the presence and the touch and the connection of a partner if they're there to help us unwind. Because I know there's times where, you know, my husband's like, I want you to flow. And I'm like, make me flow. Like, yeah. you know, I'm stressed out. Make me flow. I would, I would actually, I would actually, you know, relate to that. And I would say, make yourself flow. Well, but what he wants is he wants to make me flow. Like he wants to be the one who takes me there. Yeah. So that's one level of practice. Right. Another well, I know, level of practice I, is like, I, how can we give ourselves what we want to receive from our partners? So when we meet our partner, we're already there. So when you, when you said about this woman, I was asking, is she giving herself what she wants to receive from her partner? Well, that's what we're working on now. And of course, I'm totally on board. I mean, I mostly make myself flow, but there's moments where, you know, yeah. he wants, like he's saying, like, he's wanting to have the experience of being the one who makes me yeah. flow. And then it's like, well, great, it's going to require everything. So give it to me and, yeah. and we'll flow. And um, in order to, for, for him to make you flow, he needs to flow as well, which yeah. is what many women Right. Many sorry, men uh, miss out, and I also missed out on it in, in the past because I was like, you know, following David Data and all this thing about most strong masculine presence, mm -hmm. you know, but my ass was super tight. So if my, <laughs> if my anus is super tight, yeah, it's yeah. like I can't flow. Right, right. So, so men needs to connect also to their feminine yeah. and to the masculine. We need to connect yeah. to both of them. And then, yes, he can hold presence not in a forceful way, but basically in such a soft, loving way that you would kind of like, they won't just melt. Yeah. You know, so it's not even about doing anything. It's about just being there and looking. I mean, I have lovers sometimes, like women that I look in their eyes and they literally start orgasming because they allow themselves to be penetrated by my love and my presence. Right. And that's being orgasmic. And that's such a gift when there is, when a man can be, even in a moment, in a singular moment, free enough of his own wounds to be able to show up in that way, because that's so much of it as well, right? All, all of this stuff around the feminine and the masculine within each of us. So, you know, yeah. I feel and like we could just open about, Me too is about, I'm really happy that you said the wounds that men have. Yes, men have wounds. Okay. Me too is about men as well. It's not about just female, hmm. female victims, you know? So there's a lot of there's a lot of one-sided discussions there. And yes, I mean, more women have been raped than, than men, you know, sadly. But, but abuse comes in many, many different ways. Yeah, so I would say let's, let's love each other. And I would even say love the abusers. Because if you, if you marginalize and if you accuse, I mean, yes, people need to face trial. And, you know, I'm not saying to, uh, to uh, give Weinstein a, a, a good time. <laughs> but you need to first of all heal the abusers so they don't become repeated abusers and also i would say to all these people where are the mothers where is harvey weinstein's mother yeah yeah and what did she do in and i mean i'm not accusing her but i'm kind of like going like who are the mothers the sisters the girlfriends the friends of all of these men oh i mean that's like the first place i look for donald trump is look at his mother like yeah. Like just those photos of like when, when they're younger, it's like, there's everything. Like I can, I can see the energy. I feel like we could open this up and actually go on for oh, another hour, but we're <laughs> actually coming to the, to the end of our time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've, we've actually served a, a piece of the purpose that we really wanted to serve. Um, I'm grateful for that. Really appreciate you being with us. I appreciate everyone who's tuning in. I know this is this is a powerful session, and please listen to it repeatedly. Listen to it with your partner. If you know we're talking about massage, and just 
you know, come back to it. And I know you have a free gift for our audience. Uh, the link is right here on the page. Will you tell us what it is? So the free gift is a sample and a big sample, 70 pages. You know, ah, of, wow. Yes, 70 pages. I sometimes like to say my free content is, is better than some people's paid content. You know, it's mm -hmm. like 70 pages of this. And um, you can find the rest of the book on, on Kindle, you know, so it's just a few bucks and uh, paperback and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would really say, don't just read the book as a theory. Yeah. immediately start practicing practice and uh, there's also there's also a free um facebook group that i facilitate for women reading the book or generally women on this uh on this path and also women who are tying their sexuality to their business success so beautiful so when they get the when they get the 70 pages will they also be prompted about the facebook group um they can or, they can email me facebook me or we can they, add we can add the link yeah. it's fine yeah, yeah. yeah. okay and I really, I really appreciate, you know, this interview because we went to some places that usually I don't go and I appreciate you, you know, mm -hmm. it's like sometimes like really like going, like, no, no, tell me more about that and that. Yeah. And I really appreciate the work that you do, you know, so I've, I've, I watched your TEDx talk and I was like, wow. Mm. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. The path chooses us. I certainly didn't choose it. <laughs> and I, would, I would even, I would even add, you know, it's like for everybody who's watching it and wants to bring this work to more people, because I think that this is the missing piece from coaching and from personal development and from business empowerment, neutrality, <sighs> you know, talk to, you know, both of us and see how we can bring some of those ideas and some of those practices really to those, to those industry, you know, yeah. wellness is not wellness without sexuality. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. That's a good quote. Cool. Quotable. <laughs> Thank you, Eyal. I honor you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So much love. I'm so happy we're connected and um, lots of love for everyone who tuned in for the life-changing power of sexual healing. That's my prayer is that changes your life so we can all be vital and thriving together. Yes. Thanks again, everyone. Amen. Inshallah. <laughs> oh, bye everyone. <laughs>